Welcome to Rise and Thrive with Sam. I'm your host, Sam Jones, a women's online health and fitness coach, bridging the gap between building your dream body, optimizing your health, and finally taking control of your life so that you can become the best version of you. I've helped hundreds of women do just that, and it's time to share my tips, tricks, and industry-leading secrets with you. So let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Rise and Thrive with Sam. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Libby Ogren, and she is the owner of the Eat More Lean Out program. She is a fellow women's health and fitness coach and really focuses on restoring metabolic health. She's been doing this for the last two years. She went under her own 35-pound weight loss journey, which is super impressive. So Libby, tell the listeners a little bit more about you. Yeah, absolutely. I am somebody that's just been so excited about nutrition and fitness since I sort of fell into it. Um, I had hired my own coach online to start out and had a really great experience, like learning about macros, learning about how to actually lift and like be really comfortable in the gym and sort of propelled me forward to like, I can't get keep all of this. And so wanted to dive into it myself as well. And so for the last couple of years have really, really enjoyed working with women, especially around like learning that you don't have to eat as little as possible and run every single day to have like a body that you really enjoy and a a healthy lifestyle that allows you to like enjoy your life to the fullest outside of the gym as well. So very passionate about being able to help women like really build a healthy relationship with food along the way. Yeah, I totally sympathize with that. And I think growing up in the era that we did, right, diet culture was huge. And we all kind of learned this idea of do cardio and eat salads and you'll look great. And, you know, that's just not really a way that anybody wants to live. So Mm -hmm. I think that also plays a lot into our topic today. And, you know, we're going to be talking about how to navigate your holiday gatherings and everything that goes alongside that tips and tricks to really crush it throughout the holiday season so that you guys don't feel that guilt afterwards and feel like, you know, you regret your decisions throughout the holiday events. I want to start off by talking about um, just really going into the holiday gatherings by setting yourself up for success, right? And how you can make sure that you go in with a good mindset and also taking action so that when you get there, you're not as worried about it. And I personally think that that really starts off by starting that day on a strong note, right? Making sure you're getting some movement in and really eating enough food, enough protein, enough fats to keep you satiated leading into that meal, right? I don't know about you, but a lot of women that I work with will neglect food all day to save their calories for that holiday meal. Is that something that you deal with a lot? Oh, absolutely. And then you get through like the end of the meal, you've eaten like three servings of servings of everything. And you find that like your digestion is just tanked for the next two days because we didn't set ourselves up well. And so I agree fully, like making sure that you have a solid breakfast, solid lunch, if that's what you're eating before you go into the like gathering, making sure that you do have enough protein on your plate. You can see some fiber, you can see some satiating fats on there. Um, Some of the things that I always love starting my day off with would be like a bowl of oats with some frozen berries, maybe a little nut butter and a protein shake on the side, or even a scoop of protein in it. 
Um, smoothies are also a really great way to get in some good nutrients to start your day off well um, without also like sitting too heavy in your stomach too. But by all means, I think it's really important to have enough food earlier in the day, stay hydrated. So that way when you go into the meal, you're not ravenous and like wanting to eat five of everything. Yeah. And I think a lot of people deal with like the appetizer table, like they are mm-hmm. ravenous and eat the entire appetizer table because they're so hungry because they haven't eaten all day. And mm-hmm. then by the time dinner rolls around, it's kind of like, well, I don't know how I'm going to finish this, but I have to. Right. And then you're extra full. And, you know, you mentioned the oats there. And I think that that's great. And another one of my favorites personally is doing like a big omelet for breakfast because you're getting healthy fats, you're getting protein, right? Maybe add some egg whites in there for extra protein and a bunch of vegetables too, right? Getting some fiber, getting some nutrients, going to have better energy levels. And I think mm. that's something that's going to help keep you satiated, give you good energy in the morning, and then also not be so heavy that by, you know, the afternoon, you're, the afternoon, evening, you're feeling ready still to participate and, you know, eat your holiday meal and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think the holiday mealtimes can really cause a lot of like stress and anxiety for women as well, because if we go into it thinking, okay, either I need to be so controlled that I need to know everything that I'm eating in advance. I need to count every macro like down to a T or I need to be in control of what's being served. That can cause a lot of anxiety, but On the flip side too, you'll see sometimes people go into these days where they're like, well, it's the holidays. I'm going to eat whatever I want. I'm going to have, you know, three different portion sizes of things. I'm going to have five different desserts. You know, I'm going to go all out because tomorrow there's just no way I can do that again. I have to like make the most of this particular day. And, you know, you sort of like pendulum swing the other direction. So like going into the meal with maybe a little bit of a more set plan, can be really helpful. It can alleviate some of that anxiety. And that set plan might just look like, okay, do I have an idea of how many alcoholic drinks I want to consume? Or do I have an idea of what I want my plate to look like? Do I feel like I know there's going to be protein there? Well, I know that there's going to be veggies on the side. Are there different like little aspects that I can have an idea of going into so that you don't feel like you either have to go balls to the wall or you have to fully restrict and not enjoy the meal at all? Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think setting some expectations. And like you said, it doesn't have to be anything that's overly strict or something that is like, you know, if this doesn't go exactly according to plan, then I failed. But it's just setting some mental expectations because I find when you don't have any, it's very easy to go off the deep end and and way overdo it or give into social pressures, right? When you have a set idea of what you're comfortable with going in, you're going to feel more confident saying no to things that don't serve you than if you have have, you know, no idea of what you're comfortable with, you're going to probably be more like just go with the flow and just say yes to everything, which isn't going to necessarily be, you know, the best thing for you. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you get like the random aunt who (laughs) makes comments about what you've got on your plate, Um, that can always feel a little bit stressful. So I think a lot of the time, like what I suggest for women that I work with going into that like particular meal is there's a couple ways that you can maybe sort of gain a little bit more control over what will be served. And oftentimes it's helpful to offer to bring something with you. And that could be like an appetizer to put down on the bar. If you're like, you know what, I don't want all the pigs in the blanket or other things like that. I want something a little bit lighter pre, um, 
mealtime, you could offer to bring like a veggie platter or a fruit platter, something that's going to be a little bit lighter. You can still partake. It's still delicious. Um, and you know that there's going to be something there that you can enjoy. Um, same thing too, when it comes to like the actual meal or even dessert time, offering to bring something where you kind of know a little bit more about what's in it. It maybe isn't as heavy of a dessert option, or maybe has a little bit less added sugar. If that's something that you're trying to avoid, um, or you find just does not sit well with your system. I find, uh, I have a few clients that struggle with different allergies or maybe just like they know some things don't really sit well with their gut, but like they're going off to their grandma's house where, you know, she always makes the same like dessert every single year and they like feel like they have to eat it just because it's offered. Yeah. Definitely not. Like you do not need to sacrifice your digestive health for the next week um, just because you didn't want to say no to grandma. You can offer to bring something to help and you know, it's something that's going to agree with you. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I often advocate to my clients that they ask in advance what people are making, right? Like it's not rude to just ask like, hey, I'm just wondering what you're making and if I can bring anything and help out, right? Like, you know, then that way you have an idea of what's going to be there and what you could bring, like you said, as an option that can give you some more flexibility and some more balance potentially. And like you said, right, a lot of times people do have sensitivities or allergies and then you get put in a position where they don't have any other options because they didn't know what was going to be there and they're left at this resort of either one, eating things that they're not necessarily comfortable with that are going to make them feel sick or bloated or discomfort, or they just can't eat that, right? They can't eat and then they end up like picking up McDonald's on the way home because they're so starving that they barely ate anything. So by bringing something on your own, you one, know that something is going to be there that you're comfortable eating. And you're also like positively influencing everybody else there to maybe be having something a little bit that's a little bit more healthy as well, right? Which is never a bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I find oftentimes like when women are starting on, a, you know, a fitness journey, maybe they're newer to tracking macros, or maybe they're like the one family member that actually like tracks their food or, or maybe has a little bit more awareness about what's in some of these main dishes. You might like have your normal routines or normal meals that you typically have. And then you go into the holiday and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> there's just, this is completely different from what I normally have. Um, that's a really great way to make sure that you do have an option for yourself that like aligns a little bit more with your goals, but doesn't make you feel like you need to be ostracized from the group. Yeah, exactly. And I think like communication is such a key piece too, right? Like, you know, I'm somebody who is severely lactose intolerant. Like if I have any dairy, you do not want to be anywhere around me. So <laughs> I'm always like the high maintenance family member that's like, I can't eat that. I can't eat that. Right. And I think, you know, people always get this social anxiety around saying that they can't eat something or they don't want to eat something. But I think like when it comes to your health, Advocating for yourself and communicating, you know, why I think is a big key point, a point in the success of it, right? Like oftentimes we feel awkward saying no or explaining why we don't want to consume alcohol or food or whatever, thinking we're going to be judged. But at the end of the day, right, like you're going into this event, the whole purpose of holiday gatherings are to spend time with loved ones, right? So it's like, if you just communicate behind the reason behind why you 
don't want to eat something or don't want to drink something and just explain like either this makes me feel sick. Like I have a sensitivity to that. I'm really working hard to improve my health, right? Like I don't want to overdo it. Things like that. Like, you know, if anybody isn't accepting of that, like it makes them look like a mean person, not you. Right. So I think it's just the communication barrier. Like a lot of people don't want to speak up and then they just kind of give in to maybe doing what they think that the other person wants without even having a conversation about it first. Absolutely. Yeah. And I find too, and I'm sure you and your clients have found the same thing that if in the beginning you almost feel a little self-conscious about like, oh, I'm trying to prioritize myself and I don't want other people to feel bad about their choices just because I'm making different ones. Sometimes that brings up a lot of like stress and anxiety and science as well. So there's nothing wrong with a little white lie. And so sometimes I'll tell my clients like, okay, if you're nervous to bring that up, especially at the table, when maybe people feel a little bit more sensitive about what they do have on their plate, I will like throw out a little white lie there and be like, oh, you know what? Actually, I know that just doesn't settle well with my stomach or, oh, you know what? My stomach has been feeling a little bit sensitive. I I don't want to go back for seconds or thirds and that's okay. You know, not everybody needs to know a hundred percent of what you're doing in your life. If you don't feel comfortable sharing it at that point, maybe it'll be something that you talk with them about a few months down the line or maybe at the next holiday gathering instead when you feel like a little bit more um, like settled in with the lifestyle and feel a little bit more confident talking about it so don't feel like you need to share it if it doesn't serve you and you can always like throw in a little white lie there to help you like get through that moment yeah and it can be overwhelming when it's you know like like you said before you're the only one who's really you know maybe prioritizing your goals or your health and you feel like it's everybody against you right mm-hmm. um and i think that like you know you you're talking a little bit about digestive you know complications and stuff like that right now so another thing i just wanted to touch on you know is a lot of the time like we actually do feel too full or our stomach feels a little bit upset because we do too much too quickly, right? And I think a big key piece when you're going into these is these dinners or these events is like slow down, right? Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of the time if we just like relax a little bit and take our time to eat our meal, make sure we're actually breathing, make sure we're actually chewing, these things are going to make us feel digestively better. And then you're going to be able to make a more accurate representation of like, do you actually want that third slice of pie? Or like, are you feeling good? Right. Um, Because I know for me, like sometimes my eyes are bigger than my stomach and I just like fill up my plate and I eat meat meat so quickly that after I'm like, okay, I need to unbutton the jeans. Right. But it's because I just inhaled it way too fast. Uh, And so I think that, you know, just paying attention to some digestive cues and, and slowing down a little bit can really help that and actually give you more control without feeling like you have a reason to like, it's not like you telling yourself you can't have more. It's like, no, you're physically full and you don't, you don't want anymore, you know? Absolutely. I think one of my favorite things that I do for myself, and then I also suggest to clients regularly, is if we know we're going to have a big meal, or say you have a big meal on the on a holiday, um, a really great way to help support yourself thereafter is to go for a nice walk outside. And I know most of us, you know, it's a little bit more crisp outside <laughs> this time of year, so it's a little cold. Really? But yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, throw on your jacket, throw on your gloves. You um, don't. Even 
even have to like make it a solo mission. You can encourage your family to come with you. You could bring the little kiddos with you. So you're not missing out on any family time on the holiday. Grab the dog. There you go. Like go for a nice little walk. It's going to help that digestive system, like really start working well. You're going to feel more energized. Cause I don't know about you, but I always find like, if I have a really big meal and then I just go sit on the couch, I'm like knocked out and napping 20 minutes yes. later. And I'd much rather be like present and awake and enjoying family time than, you know, just taking another nap. Yeah. hundred percent. You're like in a food coma and you're like, Hey, time to go home and sleep now that I find is helpful is just like, especially with like appetizers and desserts is take like a small little dessert or appetizer size plate and put some things on it and then go away from the appetizer table or the dessert table and like go sit in another room and have a conversation, engage in the the conversation, right? Participate. And then when you're done, if you still want more, you can go get more, right? But I find it's like when we're hovering over that appetizer table, just like picking, picking, picking mindlessly while you're talking to somebody else is like when you start to overdo it. Yeah, absolutely. I think oftentimes when you can take a little bit of space away from a hard decision, because if you're somebody that's like, oh, I can't, I can't have just one potato chip. I got to have like the whole bag. And you find that like the more you get into that habit, like the more, the harder it is to like make the decision to stop. That's a perfect way to do it. Like take your little portion. You could have a little bit of a couple different things. A few different things look really good and give yourself that distance to then make it a, a better decision that like aligns with how you're feeling and your goals. You don't have to always be in like the close proximity because oftentimes that makes it harder to like make the decision that you really want to in the end. So of course, nothing needs to be off limits. We all enjoy it. It's a holiday. It's really important to be able to, like we talked about, be present and actually enjoy yourself. Um, I find a lot of the time clients get nervous about how to track foods that they didn't bring or um, didn't know how it was prepared or don't have a recipe. And I always tell clients that you have all the other days of that week, all the other days of that month to be 100% on it, to show up and to show out for your goals. This can be a day where you have a free meal, where you just are like a human <laughs> in a family, yes. enjoying it. Like, don't feel like you need to track that meal in particular, or if it doesn't support your goals, like don't feel like you need to track that whole day. You can take that break and then just continue to show up tomorrow as as that future you, as that really productive and health-focused you, this is an important part of being like a healthy person as well as being able to take a bit of time off and not have that completely derail you. You just show up the next day and continue on with your regular program. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I couldn't agree more. I always say to clients like, and they're like, I don't know how to, even if it's not just the holidays, right? Like a birthday or like really any celebra celebratory time. If it's just like one day out of a specific, you know, time period, I'm like, it's like the world is not going to start burning because you didn't track one day, right? It's what we do most of the time that brings us our progress, not what we do on those few specific days that are out of our normal routine. And I think the thing that you mentioned that's really important is the bounce back, right? Like for some people, I think the problem surrounds that, you know, there's the one day that's off, but they don't really have many techniques to get back into their regular scheduled programming the next day. So that mm -hmm. one day turns into two days, which turns into five days, which turns into two weeks of, you know, eating out of what would be their usual routine prior to that holiday. But I think that that comes from a really restrictive mindset and this idea of that 
well, like I can only have this right now. And then you get so worked up about it that you can't stop. Right. And one thing that I found makes a really big difference for both myself and my clients is really communicating that like these foods that you're eating at the holiday, realistically, you can eat those any day at any time of the year. You do not have to only eat them at your holiday event, right? If you want to have gingerbread cookies in July, you can make gingerbread cookies in July. There's nothing stopping you. It's just, I think this perception of like, well, it's that time of year and it's a novelty and a specialty. And if I don't eat it now, I'm going to miss my opportunity. But it's like, that's not true, right? Like we actually think of the, how it gives that logical, like that's not logical. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a big fan of like the hell yes rule, where if you're looking at something and it looks really delicious and it's like, hell yes, I want to have this, like, then it should go on your plate. But if it's something that like, you know, there's just a bowl of M&Ms sitting out on the counter, like amongst the other desserts, like that's it. If it's not a hell yes, if you could have those M&Ms, like, you know, anytime, if you could just go grab them at the gas station anytime, like it's not really that important to like include that day, right? It doesn't have a spot on your plate, but if it's something you feel really excited about and you really want to enjoy, like go enjoy it and have a good time. Um, so yeah, that's why I call that the hell yes or the hell no rule. Love that. I love that. That's great. <laughs> And like you said, right, I think it really comes down to like, do I really want this or am I just having it because it's there? And I think that a lot of the times we struggle when something is in front of us, it's like we almost can't not have some because our eyes have made contact with it. And we're like, oh my God, it's sitting right there. Like now I can't not think about it. Right. Which again, kind of goes back to what I was saying before, like remove yourself from that environment. Like don't just sit there and stare at the food and be like, I don't know if I'm going to have some, like take a little bit of what you really want. And then go, you know, relax, hang out, chit chat, play with the dog, play with the kids, whatever else is going on. Right. Um, And I think that that definitely will help stimulate your brain to think about other things other than just like eating. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of to the point that you had made um, before, I think a lot of the time people get nervous that this is a really hard time of year to like focus on your health or to focus on your goals. But there's always going to be opportunities to show up for yourself or to not. And so it's really important to know that like the time of year doesn't really matter. The travel doesn't really matter. The holidays don't really matter. What matters is just um, how realistically and sustainably you can show up for yourself. So if we can't hit our macros to a T, can't get in every single workout that week, can't hit our step goal every single day, you know, this might just be a couple of days or maybe even a week where we choose to be a little bit less rigid, but still behaviorally show up in the same way. So we still eat foods that fuel us well, that help aid our digestion. We still stay hydrated. We still move our bodies in some form or fashion. So if it's not workouts at the gym and hitting PRs, it might be doing some dumbbell work at home in your basement or going for longer walks instead. If it's not hitting 10K steps, it could be just hitting seven and a half K steps instead. Um, And really learning how to be flexible with that. When I first started um, on like my own health journey a few years ago, I started in the middle of December. I just started on December 14th. And like- Think of things. <laughs> yeah, it seems like the worst possible, like, right, like the worst possible time to start because it was like 10 days before um, Christmas and I had plenty of family parties and things like that. But I'm, you know, three years deep now and I, I feel like I'm so glad for being that person who decided 
on December 14th to start prioritizing her health a little bit, where and when she could, leaning into the help of a professional when I needed it, and just showing up like with grace for myself on the days that I wasn't perfect because it's never going to be perfect 100% of the time, but showing up how you can, whatever your 100% is for that day is what will carry you through long-term. Oh, 100%. And I always tell my clients that 100% effort doesn't necessarily mean 100% on track, right? Like some days your 100% effort is going to look different. One one week that might be that you hit all of your workouts, hit all your macros and your calories, and you really felt like there was no challenges. And another week it might feel like when it rains, it pours and like everything is just a complete gong show, but you gave your best effort to show up and still do what you could, right? And I think that that's really important. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, something that I also try to talk to them a lot about is like, if you can show up for yourself consistently and not break habits, like the, the effort of putting towards habits when things are hard, think about how easy and seamless it's going to be when things are easy, right? A lot of the times people like are all gung-ho when it seems easy or the time is right. But then when things are hard, they completely stop and then they want to restart again, right? And you're going to get so much further slowing down and then speeding back up opposed to like stopping and starting and stopping and starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those, those times when you slow down just a little bit, that could look, uh, you know, just like, okay, I didn't track my food, but I ate mindfully, you know, and that's okay. And then you just continue to pick up the next day. I think that's the biggest thing. Like you were saying, it's not letting that one day that was a bit off snowball into three weeks or six months or a year of being off, just continuing to show up how you can the following day is really important. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you had said that you started right in the middle of December. Right. And I think that's Mm -hmm. something that, you know, obviously everybody can always benefit from working with a professional at all times, but I think it's especially really great to start working with a professional when it is actually like a busy season or a challenging season, because you learn flexibility, you learn being how to be more aware and how to change things as you need to, like you said, right? Like, you know, to learn how to modify your gym workout to work as a home workout or, you know, how to pivot and and change the foods that are in your usual meal plan or whatever, right? Like not that I give meal plans, but people usually typically eat similar things, right? And then, you know, maybe that's going to be thrown off. It's like to learn the skills of how to navigate through that when it's hard with the support of somebody, like that's going to stick with you forever, right? Opposed to just being like, oh, it's too hard and like throwing in the towel. Yeah, absolutely. And you teach yourself that own like commitment and you build that confidence in those behavioral changes. And that's really what we're, we're shooting for in general anyway, right? It's not that you track your macros for the next 20 years of your life, but that through tracking macros, you can learn more about what you're consuming and build those like typical pillars um, and learn how to build a balanced plate. Same thing. It's not that we need you to every single day hit 10K steps, but that you learn the process and feel empowered that you know you're going to move your body well every single day as much as you can, you know? And so that's it. We might have more specific protocols like while you're working with us as a client, but it's so that you can build those habits to like last you lifelong. And then you don't feel like you need to keep coming back to having somebody else keep you accountable. You build that own accountability in yourself. Yeah, for sure. Because you start to learn and set the expectation of like, you know, what you feel comfortable with and you don't want to let yourself down past that. Right. That's definitely how it worked for me when I was working with a professional in the beginning. It was like, I almost set my own expectation of myself to the expectation that 
they had set for me from the beginning and doing that for so long that it was like, no, like I know what I'm capable of now. And I don't want to disappoint myself by doing anything less, right? Like showing up for myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So if you had just one small takeaway tip to leave the listeners with as we move into the holiday season, what would be something that you think is just the most important thing to remember? Mm, I would say thinking about the clientele that I normally work with is that um, one day does not ruin a whole year of effort and energy and progress. So biggest key is don't let your like brain get in the way, enjoy the day and then show up tomorrow the same way you would any other day. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I was thinking something similar. And I think something that really stands out to me is that when you plan, you're preparing to succeed. So look at, you know, your week, your month, everything as a whole, and really look at like, you know, how, what you're doing outside of that event. Because I think that, you know, the tip that I want to leave you guys with is that what you do with most of your time is, you know, what the, what yields the outcome. So Mm -hmm. kind of similar to what Libby said, it's like, you know, it's just one day, but it's like, make sure that what you are doing outside of that one day is living up to what you're committing to is a busy season, but you are in control of your time. You're in control of your mindset, right? We all the same 24 hours in a day. So just making sure that you're using those to set yourself up for success. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Awesome. So if the listeners want to come check you out and, you know, see what you are up to, where would be the best place for them to find you? Oh, so you can check out my Instagram page is Libby lifts fit on Instagram and post lots of really cool content on there. Cool. Amazing. So I will link that in the show notes for you guys. If you want to go connect with Libby, thank you so, so much for joining me today and chatting about all of these holiday topics. And I hope you guys found this helpful and that you got some value from this episode. If you liked it, please give us a rating and a review on whatever listening platform you are listening to. And I will catch you guys in the next episode.